Are you tired of being told what to think and how to act? Well, you are not alone. In case you haven't realized it, you have an internal GPS. It knows all you need to know about how to live your life. So it's about time you stopped letting the media and the government tell you what is true for you. In fact, it is exactly that time. It's time to think for yourself. And here to make sure you're doing just that is your host, mediator, author, and lawyer, Carol Gold. Hi, it's Tuesday, September 20th. I'm Carol Gold, and welcome to Think for Yourself. It's important to have perspective when we look at things that are occurring around us, nationally, globally, whatever, because as we all know, your perspective frames your interpretation of what's happening. So I wanted to do this episode, and I will do this episode, on perspective itself. And I want to try to give perspective to some issues that we're all grappling with. Let me start by saying this as an example of perspective. If you want to drive across the state of Texas, it's going to take you, depending on traffic and weather conditions, it's going to take you between eight and 10 hours to cross the state of Texas. If you leave Philadelphia and you drive eight to 10 hours, you're in Charleston, South Carolina. That gives you perspective, right, of how large Texas is. But if you don't have that comparison, if you don't have that perspective, then when you hear that Texas is a big state, it doesn't really mean anything to you because if you're living in some place like Rhode Island or even if you're living in Pennsylvania, big doesn't have relativity to you unless you can compare it to what it is you're familiar with or some other measurement. In 2021, the Mexican cartels made $14 million a day, a day, human trafficking and bringing fentanyl across the southern border. In the last year, 2 million people have crossed into the United States illegally at the southern border. So imagine if in 2021, they were making $14 million a day, what are they making now? Perspective. Governor Abbott from the state of Texas sent 200 illegal migrants to Washington, D.C., and Washington, D.C. panicked. They couldn't handle them. They didn't have a way to provide for them. They were overwhelmed by 200 illegal immigrants. Remember, 2 million in the last year have crossed our southern border. 200 overwhelmed D.C. 50 were sent to Martha's Vineyard by Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. And Martha's Vineyard needed to call the National Guard to come help them, to remove them, because Martha's Vineyard had no place to provide for them, no place to house them. Now, two things are interesting about that. Number one, many people on the left and in the media have cried out that they should prosecute Governors DeSantis and Abbott for human trafficking, for violating our immigration laws. Seriously? perspective. We're going to prosecute two governors who sent 200 in one instance and 50 illegal immigrants in another instance. They're to be prosecuted. 
but the federal government that has allowed two million to cross in illegally in violation of our immigration laws gets a free pass? Perspective. President Biden said that we had zero inflation in the month of August. Well, let me give you perspective. We actually have 8.5% inflation year over year from the prior July, July 21, to July 22. And that's usually, historically, how we measure inflation. When President Biden said we had no increase in inflation, zero inflation in August, what he was doing was comparing it to July, the month before. Never has inflation been measured month over month. It's measured year over year. Perspective. But he didn't want there to be inflation. He wanted to be able to say zero inflation because he knows that the word inflation is the death knell for his reelection and for Democrats running across the country because it's happened under their watch. So he alters reality and he says zero inflation July to August, July 22 to August 22. But perspective, remember, that's not how we measure inflation. It's year over year. And so it's in fact, eight and a half percent at least. When Joe Biden said we had zero inflation, it would be like you gaining 50 pounds within a year. And then the next month in the 13th month, you didn't gain anything. And you run into a friend and you say, I haven't gained any weight. Well, yes, but you're 50 pounds overweight during the prior 12 months. So really, you're 50 pounds overweight no matter what way you cut it. Perspective. Perspective's really important. Vice President Harris was speaking with Chuck Todd on an interview this past Sunday, and she said, the border is secure. The border is secure. Remember, 2 million in 12 months. She's never been to the border. She's the border czar. And I would have asked her, how did the 2 million get in if the border is secure? But of course, Chuck Todd didn't ask her that question. It really is an insult to people who think when we listen to people who take things not only out of context, but take it out of its actual perspective that allows it to be seen for the reality that it is and tries to cover that with an artificial context or an artificial perspective. In the case of Kamala Harris, she's either seriously in denial or she's a liar because an illegal immigrant who was interviewed by Griff Jenkins, who's a national correspondent for, I think he's for Fox News, He interviewed this illegal immigrant, and it's on video. You can watch it on YouTube. The illegal immigrant says, quote, the border is open. Everybody believes the border is open. It's open because we enter. We come in free. No problem. We come in illegally, not legally, end quote. I didn't say that. The illegal immigrant said it. Now, I know that Kamala Harris doesn't go to the border, But does she even watch the news that is broadcasting what is in fact happening at the border? Either way, whether she's a liar or whether she's a willful denier, she should not be holding the office of vice president and she certainly shouldn't be second in line to the presidency. Perspective. 
Democrats are saying that Texas and Florida are trying to make northern sanctuary cities, note, sanctuary cities, border towns. Do they hear themselves when they say things like this? Do they hear and see the hypocrisy when they immediately bust these people out of their, quote, sanctuary cities, end quote? Martha Vineyard's population, its permanent population, is 1,800 people. In the summer, that population goes to about 225,000 people. It is the summer resort and playland of the rich and the famous. They have no place to house 50 people. How is that possible? They have mansion after mansion that's vacant. How can these people who advocate for all of this compassion for immigrants who are in support of open borders, who think the cages are terrible that are down there at the border, how can these people deny housing 50 people when they have an endless supply of mansions? The former president of the United States, Barack Obama, has a 17,000 square foot mansion on Martha's Vineyard. I think he could have put those 50 people in a couple of rooms and never even known they were in his house. For perspective, let's compare that to McAllen, Texas. McAllen, Texas, which is a border town, has a population of 140,000 people, permanent population. Their illegal influx is as follows. They get eight busloads a day of illegals brought to McAllen. So that's 300 illegals a day. That's 2,100 illegals a week. That's 107,000 illegal aliens a year. The population is 140,000. They're getting 107,000 annually, illegal aliens annually into their town. And that's just one Texas town. Do these people realize when they say that border towns are bad, they are confirming what rational people are saying, which is, yes, border towns are bad because of unenforced immigration. That's on the administration. Again, perspective. The Del Rio sector, which is the western part of the state, and it's one of the entry points for people seeking asylum or coming into the country. The Del Rio sector alone encountered 28,000 migrants in a single month. Del Rio is not a sanctuary city. Massachusetts, which is a sanctuary state, Martha's Vineyard got those 50 Not 28,000 in a month, but 50, and they called out the National Guard because they didn't want them in their, quote, sanctuary city. Isn't it time for us to be able to call out the National Guard for our southern border? Let me give you an actual story, real-life story of what it's like to live near the Texas-Mexican border. My neighbors across the street have in-laws that live right on the Texas-Mexico border. They have several thousand acres of ranch land. They cannot go out on their property at night. They only go out during the day with their dogs for protection. These are guard dogs, with their dogs for protection. They don't go out at night because at night they allow the illegals to cross their property 
in return that the illegals won't steal from them or harm them, that the cartels won't kill them. That's how they're surviving at the southern border with their several thousand acres of ranch land and growing crops that would otherwise feed people. They have to stay in their homes at night. They have to go out by day armed and with their dogs and at night allow this to go on so that they themselves can survive and their properties can survive. This is perspective. And then, of course, there are the people of Martha's Vineyard who are all distressed over 50 illegal Venezuelans. Let me give you the last piece of perspective before I move on and talk about what we do about it or how you see yourself or how you see these issues as they're unfolding around us. The last piece of perspective is related to January 6th, and that is that the Department of Justice has done something I guess in conjunction with the FBI, they have done something that is incredibly deceptive and alters your perspective in terms of what's happening with domestic terrorism or not. And here's what they've done. The people who were arrested on January 6th or the suspicions that the FBI and the DOJ had about people who might have been involved in January 6th or known something about January 6th, They assigned those investigations not to the D.C. office where it all occurred, where it should have been assigned and would have historically been assigned. They assigned those investigations out to the cities where these people have their homes, where they live. What did that do? It made it look like there were domestic terrorist cells all around the country. So instead of it being one investigation where it occurred on January 6th, it became a multitude of investigations spread out across the country. Why do we know this? Because a whistleblower from the FBI just made this known to Congress. Perspective. You now hear domestic terrorism You now hear extreme white supremacy cells and you think, well, yes, look, they've got problems in this city and that city and they've got an investigation going in in Omaha and they've got an investigation going in Utah somewhere. And you think, well, yes, look at these investigations all across the country. No, those were done to change your perspective from truth to fiction. They want us in several different states of mind. One, they want us separated. I talk about this all the time. They want it us against them, not us against them, the government. They want us against them amongst ourselves. They want we to see ourselves as one thing and anyone who disagrees with us politically to be the enemy, to be the adversary, to be who we have to eliminate. Now the latest language, exterminate. These are dictatorial, authoritarian policies and methods and procedures that have been done throughout time in order to destroy a culture, to bring down a nation, and to control those who remain at the end of such catastrophe. That's what's going on. Do not label yourself. Do not label yourself. Do not make yourself an R or a D. Do not make yourself a left or a right 
that makes the ability to control you even more powerful. If you see yourself as part of a specific group that has deliberate parameters across which you do not cross, do not allow that to happen to you. I want to tell you a story about labeling. My daughter is adopted, and when she first came from China at age two, shortly thereafter, we entered into a very specific kind of therapy that sometimes adopted children need because of certain deficits that they may have encountered in their development, both physiologically and psychologically, due to conditions in the country in which they were born and the conditions under which they were held until they're adopted. So we entered into this specific kind of therapy. As part of that therapy, she was tested for cognitive skills and psychological issues. And at the end of the testing, they called us in and the therapist said to my ex-husband and myself, okay, well, she has mild attachment disorder and she has ADD, but mild. And you should tell the school when she starts school, you should let them know so that they can be aware of learning challenges, etc. When we left, I said to my husband, no, we will never tell the school. I'm not going to label her. I'm not going to allow them to label her in a file, which will stay with her the rest of her life, certainly through all of her years of education where they will see her a certain way, they will treat her a certain way, they will have certain expectations of her, and they will excuse certain performances by her because they perceive her to be somehow handicapped or deficient or limited. No, we won't do that. Instead, every year, I took personal responsibility for going into her teachers in the beginning of every school year and talking to them individually about learning, about how she learns in math particularly. I remember talking to her math teachers and telling them, look, she's going to get you the right answer. She just may not be able to show you the work the way you want to see it. You're going to teach it one way. She's going to internalize it another, but she's going to give you the right answer because she's wicked smart. And that's what would happen. So what did I do? Well, it was harder for me that way. It was harder for me to raise her that way. It was more burden on me to make sure that I was working with her individually to help her deal with whatever issues, learning issues she may have or have had. And I had to go into those teachers every year. It made it more difficult, but personal responsibility on my part made her life better, the quality of her life better. She was never labeled. She figured out ways and we figured out ways for her to take in information and process information and communicate information that did not make her part of a group with limitations. It made her able to achieve whatever heights she was capable of achieving without putting a ceiling on what that looked like. This is what happens when people put you into groups or you put yourself into groups by labels. Don't do it. Don't be about left or right. Be about truth or lies. Don't be about left or right. Be about fear or love. Be about joy or negativity. And I'm not necessarily attributing the positives to one side and the negatives to the other in terms of political perspective. I'm just saying that's how we need to look at what's going on around us. Truth or lies positive or negative. 
That's how we have to look at things. They are lying to you. They are lying to me. They are lying to all of us. You and I, we may see differently how to accomplish what's in the highest and best interest for most people, but we see things the same when it comes to what is actually in the highest and best interest of most people. How we see the solutions occurring is where we may differ, but we all know what is good for people and we all know what is bad for people. We all know what is good for individual freedom and we all know what is bad for individual freedom. It's all about personal freedom. It's all about mutual respect. It's all about trusting our neighbors. It's all about honest government. It's all about equal justice. It's all about compassion and charity. It's what this nation was founded upon. That's what it's all about. They are lying to all of us. Just listen to Joe Biden on inflation or Kamala Harris on immigration. They are lying to us. Don't let them make you think otherwise. Think for yourself. I'm Carol Gold. I'll be back here again later in the week. And until I am, by all means, think for yourself. Carol thanks you for spending your valuable time with her. It is her mission to empower you to remember how smart and capable you are. Be sure to check out Carol's website, carolgold.com. That's Carol with an E gold.com. Please leave a review and subscribe here so you'll be alerted to Carol's next podcast. Until then, above all else, remember, it's time to think for yourself.